0: Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: There may not be enough caffeine in the world, at least not in the building, to keep us chugging along at the right rate or the consistent rate. On this edition of the show, or really this week. This has been a tough week. I know that I was teasing you all at the start of the week about coming off Thanksgiving and a holiday. And I didn't travel for the holiday itself, but I did travel over the weekend. Just in general, being out of the routine for a few days, it hit me smack smack upside the head, I guess. I'm not really sure what else could be wrong with me. It's just been a tough week in terms of... Trying to get items checked off the to do list and trying to sleep without worrying about the to do list and uh, just trying to juggle everything. It's not been a real productive week for me so far, even though I feel like I've been running around like a chicken with no head. Yeah, chicken with my head cut off, chicken with no head. Which one is it? Jay, which one do you say? Chicken with no head or chicken with your head cut off?
2: Chicken without a head.
1: Chicken without a head? Yeah, without a head. I've never heard head. without a head before. I've heard chicken with no head.
2: Running around like a chicken without a head. Yeah, that's how it's Yeah, that's it.
1: <laughs> we have various ways that we can present that metaphor: <laughs> running around like a chicken without a head. Yeah. Okay, so not with its head cut off.
2: Uh, chicken with its head cut off. So I've, I've heard that.
1: It's a. It's a little bit. Mm, what is it? It's a little bit icky. Like the mm. the image is icky. Icky is the technical word for it. Not the best visual. It's a a little bit macabre. (laughs) How about that? (laughs) Oh, so yes, we have... It's only hour two, and we've already gotten our second dose of caffeine. Although, Jay, I told you all about Snickers creamer, and I don't see you with any coffee in there.
2: No, I have a Snickers, just not a creamer.
1: (laughs) Okay, stop trying to tease me. You know I'm on a dessert hiatus until after the wedding. Well, until the night before the wedding, because we'll have dessert at my mom's house. We're not doing a rehearsal dinner per se, but we're doing a dinner at mom's house for people who are traveling in from out of town. Really informal. Barbecue, pulled pork, turkey, uh, hash brown casserole, a salad, and then mom wants some kind of a dessert. I, I will see. If I go almost three weeks, if I go 22, no wait, 20 days, 20 days, without eating dessert... Then I will allow myself to have dessert that night.
2: I think that's a fair The trade night before all. the
1: wedding. And then, of course, there will be cupcakes and cookies at the wedding.
2: So no cupcakes that will be at the wedding in the contest are going to be at the night before. No. No, no teasers. No. No, yeah.
1: no absolutely not. <laughs> that's Those are specifically reserved for wedding day. The cupcakes are Game being... Day. Yeah, we're going to have to be careful. The cupcakes are being made on Saturday. We have to keep them away from curious prying eyes wandering uh hands <laughs> and mouths that sounded very creepy A little bit. <laughs> so yeah if i can go almost three weeks with no desserts then maybe I'll have one night before the wedding. But it would be a shame to spoil it. To somehow have dessert the night before the wedding and then not fit into the wedding dress.
2: No, the one, it will be like a rev up into like the a night rev up. of getting back <laughs> it's into It's going to be really
1: difficult for me to watch you eat pie and not eat any myself. Also, yeah. your friend Steve from Nebraska sent us another box. He did. With candy in it. And it was the ultimate temptation. You have a Snickers. You've offered me a bite. I've said no. I just want it on the record that I've said no. I'm not even having a bite of Snickers. The most I'll do is a fruit smoothie, which I don't consider to be dessert. Although sometimes I have it when I have a sweet tooth craving. But it's it's straight fruit with almond milk and uh, yogurt. So it's not. I don't make it with as a dessert. But
2: what about like a fruit snack?
1: Mm -hmm. is that too much like a gummy worm or a gummy Uh, bear
2: no like Welch's, like a nice you know Mm -hmm. quality fruit snack but it's
1: a lot like gummy bears it's similar
2: without the what if i
1: take one of my melatonin gummies (laughs) is (laughs)
2: that
3: considered dessert
1: i know (laughs) could you imagine that would solve both the dessert and the the sleep problem yeah you'd sleep
2: (laughs) definitely So bag. let's see.
1: Drawing the line at fruit smoothies with a little granola. I'm allowed to have that. That's more like a breakfast. And then I am allowed to have creamer in my coffee. But th- that's it. No creamers. other desserts.
2: Yeah, creamer's desserty.
1: After I run on Saturday, I'll have pancakes with syrup. Also not a dessert, no. but a little bit of a f- of a sweet kind of sweet taste that'll help with the cravings. But the whole adage that you hear about changing your diet is... You your body craves what you give it. So if I stop eating dessert oh, If I stop eating desserts, that mean I won't crave them anymore. Oh I don't know. Oh no. That sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> There's,
2: I feel like people have tried that before and it hasn't worked. Oh if I just stop eating dessert I've for never a bit. done it's, this. It's this dessert. is.
1: This will be the longest I've ever gone without sweets. Three weeks the longest I've ever gone without sweets because I don't go this long without working out, and I always allow myself a treat after I work out. That's how I eat my desserts generally is I work out and then I have a dessert.
2: Do you know how I always remember dessert and desert the difference? It's because <laughs> dessert has two S's and desert only has one and you always want more dessert than desert. So that's how you know. Oh. You impressive. Just want more Jay. Dessert.
1: Or just remember the difference between dessert and well, desert. I mean, you
2: know, I learned this like years oh, and years ago. That's very impressive.
1: Applies. I like the little trick. Still applies. Mm-hmm. Jay's not giving up desserts, but he is getting close to eating broccoli. I'll bet you over the course of the the brand new YouTube video that we'll be recording on Thursday and then putting up over the weekend that we'll get enough subscribers to push us over 4,000. And that, my friend, is the trigger for your broccoli, your new broccoli kick.
2: That (laughs) triggers the vet.
1: That triggers the broccoli.
2: I think we're going to get there too. Which we is a little are. Scary.
1: If you haven't yet subscribed to our YouTube channel, producer Jay has to eat broccoli that I will cook for him. When we get to 4,000 subscribers on a YouTube channel, that's been a stated goal of Jay's and we were hoping it would happen in 2023. We have gotten perilously close. We are now within 100 subscribers Of 4,000. So the quick, I hope we get there before I take off for wedding weekend. So my last show is December 12th into the 13th. So it's a Wednesday morning. My last show is the hump show, December 12th into 13th. If it's not before then, Jay, I don't know what we'll do.
2: Uh, I guess we just have to wait.
1: You'll have to wait until 2024. But I feel like this would be such a great way for you to kick off your holiday season. With a vat of
2: broccoli, it could be a good way to start the new year. It's kind of like, oh, new year, hey, new diet. I can't
1: help it. If we get a hundred subscribers on a YouTube channel between now and then, we can't go back on our promises. Oh, when it happens, I once happened. covered a Billy Joel song because we got to—I think it was twenty thousand subscribers on our YouTube channel, and now we're—I'm not sorry—not YouTube, Facebook. Now we're at forty-five thousand on our Facebook page.
2: We should do that Billy Joel challenge back bring that back for the next oh, milestone. Next milestone.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll do that. I'll do something goofy and crazy for our next one, but this one's on you.
2: Yeah, this is this is I
1: would eat broccoli till the cows come home. I have no problem eating broccoli.
2: Yeah, but I don't eat it really.
1: Ever. Not. Ugh. When do you ever eat green vegetables? Like I've had them. In my 31 before. years on the planet, once before I've had broccoli before
2: <laughs> it's happened,
1: but it was fried.
2: Uh, it was like what do they call it? Sauteed. Uh, no, it's got a name like the dish burnt broccoli. Uh, so it's like I mean? covered in like oil fried. and yes, good stuff. Fried, yeah, I like oh, that.
1: No. This is how I remember desert and deserts. <laughs>
2: you always want more. Two
1: lessons. Oh, my gosh. All right. Coming up, we are going to let you hear from the new interim coach, the Panthers, who very few people have heard of outside of Charlotte. But apparently he's the one that David Tepper put in charge of retaining or not the assistant head coach and the running backs coach. They both got does boot. Also, Dak Prescott got some really good news. Well, he probably knew it long before we knew it, but the the word is out now. And so he is beaming all smiles. Coming up next, Bobby Petrino is back at Arkansas, which I think is unbelievably bizarre. I cannot get over the fact that the school would hire him back after the rules that he violated and the ethical lines that he crossed. I can't get over it but he's back and we're hearing from him. We'll do some QB news as well. But you know the saying, it could be worse. You could be fill in the blank. Right? That seems to be pretty popular when you tell someone that you're having a crappy day or you tell them about something that, that bad that happened to you. Sometimes when people are attempting to make you feel better or sometimes Even when they're not. Sometimes when they just have nothing better to say, it comes out awkwardly. Well, it could be worse. You could be. That's true. For the most part, it could always be worse.
4: You're back in the dumpers again.
1: That's right. It could be worse. You could be back in the dumpers again. It could be worse. You could be Daniel Jones. Oh, no, Mac Jones. Any member of the Jones family right now that's a quarterback. It could be worse. You could be the Detroit Pistons.
2: Sasser down the middle. Goes up. AD blocks it, controls it, throws it to the other end. LeBron slammed up. Just still get up for an old guy, huh? Still got that speed. It's amazing at
5: 38. He still
2: has those hops. Lakers up by 28. 89 61. They get the ball to AD, throws it out to Austin Reeves. Reeves with 10 to shoot. Shot clock and the game clock are about five seconds apart.
5: Here's Russell for three. Good again. 35 for D'Lo. Best game of the year for him. That's the
1: Lakers radio network. So there's two things working here. The Lakers crushed the Pistons in Detroit. John Ireland on Lakers radio. And yeah, they had to rebound because they were embarrassed By the Sixers a couple nights ago, they lost by 44. Worst loss of LeBron's career. So the Lakers had to respond, and they do, but lucky for them, the Pistons were up next on their schedule. Monty Williams is the head coach of the Pistons now. Remember, he was fired by the Suns last year, which was a bit of a shocker. They've now lost a franchise record 15 consecutive games. So it could be worse. You could be Monty Williams and the Pistons.
4: I think this group um, struggles with adversity. Anytime you have practices the way we have, you have the spirit we have in the locker room, anytime we run up against some adversity to start the game, you can just see the countenance, the spirit of the team start to diminish and At times, we're waiting on the offense to get us out of it when the defense is the thing that should um, get you out of that lull.
1: Producer Jay tells me we've got the final call from the Pistons radio network and that it's less than exuberant.
5: And he throws it away. Oh, my goodness. Maxwell Lewis will just run out the clock. So the Lakers coming off a 44-point loss to Philadelphia. We're in no mood for a close game tonight. They put away the Pistons 133-107 to on the Pistons radio network.
1: (laughs) I'm sure he had made reference many times to the fact that this was about to be their franchise record 15th loss in a row. But by that point, no sense in repeating it again. Or maybe he was up against the clock. He had a producer in his ear telling him, stop talking, get out, get out, get out.
2: The horn just sounded. It just ended.
1: (laughs) The horn sounded. His work is done.
5: On the Pistons radio network.
1: He gives the score. The the man does his job. He gives the score. He hears the horn. He wraps up succinctly, clearly. Did you have any trouble understanding him? Did I stutter?
5: We're in no mood for a close game tonight. They put away the Pistons 133-107 on the Pistons radio network.
1: I don't know what's wrong with that. He did exactly what he was supposed to do.
2: <laughs> I know how it ended, I suppose.
1: <laughs> you do. You know how it ended. You know the score. You know that the game is done because the horn sounded. You you know all these things. What what else do you need? <laughs> I could not wait to get out of there. Two seconds after the game ended. This, by the way, is on our Detroit affiliate. 97 won the ticket, so we're not making fun. I, I'm I'm on his side. I think he he did exactly what his job required. Do you think he needed to mention for the 100th time that the Pistons were losing their 15th in a row? Yes. I don't think yeah. that's necessary. Probably
2: mentioned it once or twice in
1: the broadcast. <laughs> he probably did mention it once or twice. All right. I, I feel as though he was efficient. He was unemotional
5: on <laughs> uh, the Pistons Radio Network <laughs>
1: Stop it Why are you making fun of that poor guy? I'm not even going to identify him because I don't feel like you should be uh you should be ripping him. I'm not ripping him. Well, you're not ripping him, but you're you're laughing at him. I feel as though he did his job. He he did his he job. Did. He did. All right. We agreed. Okay. <laughs> I honestly can't imagine. Well, I can because I've done play-by-play for teams that are just awful and really don't have much chance of winning. And I've done games for teams that were mired in four win seasons. And in college basketball, that's bad. It's not as though you don't get paid unless they win. So (laughs) you still have to do your job. But you can imagine... That for the Pistons Radio Network and the crew, this has become old. And he maybe he's used all of his prep material already. And he's got nothing left to use.
5: <laughs> and he throws it away. Oh, my goodness.
1: Oh, my goodness. Is it Mark Champion still? I think we should look it up. I, I, I think Mark has done a fine job keeping people interested and entertained. Again, wh- why restate the obvious? Why pound the point home? You're speaking to mostly Pistons fans. I think they all know that it's a 15th straight loss.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, again, I didn't hear the whole broadcast. Probably mentioned it once, maybe twice. Oh, I'm, I would I'm sure
1: he mentioned it more than that. So what do you say to your team, Monty, after 15 losses in a row?
4: We're going to continue to fight, continue to, to compete. We ran every defense tonight. We went drop. We went zone. We went blitz. Uh, We're not doing anything that most NBA teams don't do, and we're going to continue to do it. So, the message is we got to fight. We got to hang in there, and uh, we got to get that that feeling we had the first week of the season. We got to get that back because that's the standard that I saw, and that's
1: what we keep pushing for. I like his hopefulness, but right now, it's a fitting way to fill out the phrase it could be worse. You could be the Pistons. Now, sometimes people will say it could be worse. You could be dead. Or it could be worse, your house could have burned down. Oh, that actually applies to me. So right on our Thanksgiving baking experience, it could have been worse. I could have had my kitchen go up in flames and said it was just a pie. So there, there's a perspective. It could be worse. You could be the Pistons. Except they're all still getting paid a lot of money to play basketball. So I I don't suppose that Really resonates much with fans.
2: That is a nice part of it, yeah.
1: <laughs> All right, on Twitter, A Law Radio, I cannot believe Bobby Petrino is back. He's back. At Arkansas, he's back. Whoa, maybe the most bizarre story of the week. Also, we're asking you, in light of the recent comments from aficionados like Tom Brady and Micah Parsons, although Alex Smith disagrees. Is the football at the NFL level mediocre this year? On a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate the football we've seen through week 12 in the NFL? You can find...
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
1: That question or that post up on our show Twitter, After Hours CBS, or our Facebook page. It is After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio.
2: You are listening to the After Hours Podcast.
6: We had a uh, plastic surgeon who stitched me
0: up, Dr. Arnold checking other areas, so it was... uh... Quite an amazing um, medical staff that they put together in, in such a, a short period of time. Um, I'm very fortunate. I feel very lucky to be here and, and be in, in good health. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence.
1: Talk about a blast from the past. Bobby Petrino was the head coach at Arkansas in 2011. 2012, he had gone 21-5 and over two seasons. And he got into a motorcycle accident. And that is from his press conference. Man, the the wonders of the internet. Can we play it again, Producer Jay? This is from his press conference going back over a decade ago when he got into a serious motorcycle accident.
0: We had a uh, plastic surgeon who stitched me up. Dr. Arnold checking other areas, so it was uh, quite an amazing um, medical staff that they put together in, in such a, a short period of time. Um, I'm very fortunate. I feel very lucky to be here and, and be in, in good health.
1: That was his press conference talking about his arm getting repaired and the surgery and how fortunate he was, but that was before the truth came out. There was more to this motorcycle accident. There was a young female staffer on the back of that motorcycle who was also part of the accident and come to find out the reason that she was riding on a motorcycle with her boss is because they were having an affair. This was his girlfriend who he got a job in the department. All kinds of ethical and legal ramifications there, but also it was against the rules. And so he got fired. But only after he lied about it and attempted to cover it up. The scandal was one that I talked about for quite a while, my previous network. And even though he had guided the Razorbacks to a couple of hugely successful seasons, they were actually ranked number five in the nation after they won 11 games in 2011. Also went to the Cotton Bowl and secured a win there. This is unheard of for Arkansas. They'd been bad for so long. They hadn't had back-to-back winning seasons going back to the 90s. In league play, they had not had back-to-back winning seasons. And so he was turning the program around. But he broke a ton of rules. They had no choice but to fire him. And they fired him with cause. Because the athletic director at the time said he lied to school officials during the process. So that was the following spring. He gets fired despite a 21 and 5 record the two previous seasons. He was essentially excommunicated and was trying to work his way back through the college football ranks. And he spent the last season, this last season, as the offensive coordinator at Texas A&M. But you know what happened at A&M just a couple of weeks ago. Jimbo Fisher gets fired. They hire in a new coach named Mike Elko, and he did not keep Petrino. Now Petrino also had a couple of other stops. Western Kentucky, Louisville, an FCS school as well. But now he's back at Arkansas. And he's been brought in as the offensive coordinator. And it had to get special approval from the school president because he had been fired with cause. It's just a reminder that it really doesn't matter your transgression or the rules that you break or even the laws that you break. In this case, there were no laws laws. Well, actually, I don't know about the motorcycle accident whose fault it was, but we're not talking about him getting charged with a crime, but he broke all kinds of rules under school policy, not to mention just creepy and the wrong example they wanted to set and he lied about it, but he's back. And it's almost like it never happened. And there are probably people out there who don't know it happened because it was over a decade ago. And as for Petrino, he's all sunshine and roses and excited about being back on the staff there at Arkansas as the offensive coordinator.
6: It feels great. I'm I'm super excited about it. and uh, Just got here a couple hours ago, but it feels great.
1: He did an interview with Hogs Plus which of course is a school-centric outlet, right? So it's, it's run by the school, and it's supposed to make him and the new relationship and the new hire look and sound amazing. Nothing to see here. What? I barely remember 2011 and 12. But the question had to be posed did he ever think he'd be back at Arkansas
6: I dreamt about it there's no question about that i, I know but I didn't know if it would ever happen but uh you know it, it's uh I'm sure certainly excited about it and you know when when coach Pittman called me about it said he had an idea to bring me back uh we visited and had some, had a lot of good conversations a lot of fun and I think it's really a credit to him and and uh, I'm looking forward to it
1: More than a decade ago, but apparently that's long enough for the school to reconsider how you lied and you cheated and you broke the rules to hire your girlfriend and just, ew, the whole thing is creepy and unethical and just wrong. But he's really good at designing and coaching offense, so he's exactly what we need. Isn't
3: that college football
1: in a nutshell? Oh, it's every sport in a nutshell, I think. I mean, the NFL has got yeah. so many guys who have either been charged with crimes, maybe not convicted of crimes, but charged with crimes, or have somehow pled out of crimes, or just have done creepy things and suspect made suspect decisions. And if you are really good at football, basketball, baseball, hockey, it really doesn't matter. Ultimately, it's just let's just wait long enough for people to not care anymore. Mm-hmm. And Pacino, this is
3: uh, second homecoming for him. It was at Louisville. He left for the Falcons, went back to Louisville. Mm-hmm. Now he goes to Arkansas. Now he's back to Arkansas. I mean, it's hard to keep up with some of this stuff. It really is. It's it's almost a point, At least this one, he's not a head coach. He's just the offensive coordinator. Just, it's just the funny. offensive
1: coordinator. It's just funny. Special permission from the president to be allowed to return. But why not? It's our football team. We're in the SEC. We need we need a boost. We need to be able to compete with the big dogs of the SEC. So here's our best shot.
3: and if you notice, too, because the balloon got sent out, just like, you know, all the some of the stuff where you, you find out if everybody's okay with it. So the reports come out, mm-hmm. and then nothing happens, and no one seems to have any backlash. And then the next day, oh, you know what? It's okay. If there would have been an outcry, you know, like the Shiano with Tennessee. Mm-hmm. If it would have been like a, a backlash with the... He wouldn't have been hired. Then he wouldn't have got special approval. Oh, no, no, no. Those reports are false. We would have never gone down that road. Once everybody was kind of like, oh, it doesn't seem like a bad deal. All right, let's do it. Let's do mm-hmm. it. It's all it, it's all PR nonsense. It all, it, all of it. All
1: of it. Well, and this tends to happen in college football too. You mentioned Louisville. What about Rick Pitino? I mean, some of his... You want to talk about creepy. Some of his past Mm -hmm. allegations and accusations and even things he's copped to. And he's a damn good basketball coach, so it just doesn't matter. Eventually, he resurfaces again, no matter how unethical or unethical.
3: And now he's a savior at St. John's Mm -hmm. to try to get him back to the promised land, to get him back to where they, they were. Their once proud university in the 80s with Chris Mullen and all that, to get him right back to where they were. Not a big window. Let's roll the dice and get Rick Pitino.
1: I would say Urban Meyer is another really good example of that too while we're talking about college football coaching.
3: Yeah, I I don't, I I mean, you you never say never because he's still young enough. Where is he going next? Obviously, it's not going to be the NFL, but what stop is he going to make now after his latest whatever that was in Jacksonville? Mm -hmm. But I'm sure somebody, any college program, if you can get Urban Meyer, they would jump at that. It wouldn't even be a thought process.
1: They less miles? Out. What about less miles? Do you think he resurfaces again?
3: <sighs> that one's a little bit more difficult. Um, it, it's not as much of a slam dunk. Urban Meyer never failed as a coach of, in the NFL. He did not in college. He mm-hmm. never failed in college. So I think that's something that's different. Urban Meyer would be something that's automatic because, and also his transgressions with Jacksonville was some of it was not good. And some of it, you know, that the thing with the the girl with, you know, he didn't go on the, the plane and then he was with that party it wasn't something where you can't gloss over. It was just more it was dysfunctional, but they don't care about that. Some of the other stuff is a little different.
1: But Les Miles. Possible. I, I mean, I he just, was a really good coach,
3: too. Yeah, I. Just, it's not to Urban Meyer's. Uh, it's different. I mean, Urban Meyer won multiple national championships in different spots mm-hmm. and did it in the biggest levels. Uh, Les Miles, it's possible. Uh, it's just not as quick to run to that. Like I said, Urban Meyer never failed.
1: It does tend to happen uh, a lot in football, (laughs) more than other sports, it seems like, just because it's such big money. Yeah, and and it's so competitive. Because college
3: basketball, as well. I mean, you mentioned Patino. Like, you're going to recycle coaches if you feel like this can. It's different. They're in control. Like, a college coach is a little bit different than a professional coach. It's just they're in charge of basically the entire university, it feels like. They're, I mean, there's nothing that that happens that they're not in control of, which is why the penalties become harsh when you have certain things. It's like, well, I didn't know. Yeah, you did. You know everything that's going on on your campus because everything rolls through you because there's too much money that's attached to you when you're the big star of your university. So it's more of like the highlight because you don't have the players because they move on quickly. It's not like the NFL or Major League Baseball or the NBA. You can hold on. I mean, LeBron's been around forever, but like you got a, a player like Steph Curry's been there for a long time. That's the That's the face of the franchise. Every university, the face of the university is, is a coach. the college coach. It's the, the col- coach. Well,
1: the football coach. It has to be. Unless it's a basketball, basketball coach. But it's, yeah. it's the coach. It has yeah. to be
3: the coach because it, that's how you recruit. You're not going to recruit off the one player that you're not sure if it's going to be here more than three months. You have to do it through the coach. So that's why this whole thing is just, I mean, that's and why it gets as dirty as it is.
1: At state schools, the highest paid state employee, right? If I mean, they're just, they make so much money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's uh, college football that a lot of times funds the entire athletic department budget,
3: depending yeah, about now, how good the school is. And obviously now with NIL too, so now there's more money that's flowing all over the place and it's out in the open a little bit more. And it's, not, it's just money and you follow the money trail. So you're going to need the, the face of it and you're going to take chances with things that you normally wouldn't think you would. Because you need to be able to get the money to flow in. Mm.
1: Speaking of that, I know many of you have probably already heard the comments or read the comments from Matt Rule about what it takes to lure a top college quarterback to your program. So we'll get to that following the break. But this Bobby Petrino thing kind of blows me away. It's not as though I haven't seen it in football, in college specifically. But to go back to the same place. Wow. Wow. After what happened, I know it's a new regime, it's a new athletic director, it's not the same group, but I think Marco makes a really good point. They sent it up the flagpole. It got leaked on purpose. This was not a secret they were attempting to keep, just to see what type of reaction there would be. And since there wasn't a, of I wouldn't say it was a, a viral reaction. People talked, like responded to, but it wasn't. I think it total got a shoulder criticism. shrug. No, yeah, I got a shoulder shrug. Wow, kind of like, that's huh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, he's back, back, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't at all be surprised if he ends up as the head coach at some point again.
3: Yeah, I'm. Mean, look, it's possible, but it's hard when you're already there because that means that if you know if Pittman fails, uh, it has to be where they're failing, but they're scoring a lot of points because <laughs> it's hard to then turn to Petrino if they're if they fail again and the offense doesn't turn over a new leaf completely, it's hard to justify then going to Petrino. You had success 12 years ago, but, I mean, if you if it didn't work now, it's hard to just turn on. I don't know, Pittman's gone because we only won four games, but we're going to keep the offense coordinator because, well, hey, you know what, 15 years ago he's pretty good. I mean, it, it doesn't really fly. When you're usually making a change, everybody <laughs> goes.
1: Yeah, it kind of blows me away. But whatever, I'm not paying his salary. He's not, not my offensive coordinator. <laughs> It just—it's bizarre, is what it is. It's after, I dreamt about
6: it. Uh, it's after this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.
1: Hours with Amy Lawrence.
2: You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. I'll self-admit, I didn't, we could have run a better process last time, and I am learning, and I was, with all humility, you know, I could have done better, okay, I'm not saying that rule wasn't a good coach, I'm not saying that, please don't interpret it that way. I'm saying I could have run a better process last time. I do believe that. This is After Hours with Amy
1: Lawrence. Matt Rule then, Matt Rule now. It's Matt's rules or no rules, except he's back in the college ranks after dabbling with David Tepper's Carolina Panthers, and he's... Essentially copping to the fact that he didn't do an exhaustive search, right? So, Rule was his second coach fired in season after Ron Rivera. Now we've got a third in Frank Reich. And you'll hear Bryce Young's thoughts at the top of the hour. That's not really why we brought up Matt Rule is to talk about him at <laughs> Carolina.
6: I think Baker's our quarterback.
1: Oh, No. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> it was his downfall. Of course, Baker got out before Rule did. Oh, actually, he didn't, did he? He didn't get out before Rule did. Once he got there, what uh, he was there, Rule got fired. Steve Wilkes got promoted, and then they made the change at quarterback. I think. Oh man, that's the way to
5: fight. The f- yes, and
1: then hey. Baker went on that's to good LA. Good
5: call, man. <laughs> 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 One, three. One, two, three.
1: Ram. What a time. <laughs> what a time to be alive. <laughs> what a time to be a Panthers fan. Oh, uh, So, yes, Matt Rule found a new job quickly at Nebraska. And, and that's his bread and butter. College is his bread and butter. Same thing with Urban Meyer, right? Matt Rule was a hot, exciting, fresh, Out-of-the-box hire at Carolina for David Tepper, but it wasn't a good fit. And honestly, I don't know who is a good fit for David Tepper right now because, you know, all of his other businesses, employees stay for 20, 30, 40 years, but not in the NFL. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. So the Panthers top of the hour, but Matt Rule said something that caught our attention. You know about the transfer portal. I was going to say you know all about the transfer portal, but it's it, it's possible that you don't know all about the transfer portal, and that's okay. It's, it's a little complicated. It essentially opens up college sports for coaches to recruit in a different way. They can transfer from school to school to school to school to school as long as they have eligibility without paying the penalty of sitting out a season. And I actually don't have any problem with this. I think that taking a year of eligibility away from a student athlete because they transferred, I've always thought that was wrong. Why? Why shouldn't they be in charge of what they think is a better situation for them? Maybe it's academics. Maybe it's athletics. But if a student... changes course midstream because they realize that the path they're on is not the right one for them or they change their minds about what they want to study or where they want to be or maybe it's a family situation and they want to be closer to home. Why should they pay with a year of eligibility? I never liked that rule. Speaking of, of rules. But the transfer portal has added a whole new wrinkle. Transfer portal means that coaches can legit recruit by reading these resumes off the internet. And then, according to rule, it costs a lot of money to lure a good quarterback out of the transfer portal. So the combination of the portal and the transfer rules changing with the NIL, which is the name, image, and likeness rules, meaning these athletes can earn money. Now, it's not technically paid for play, but essentially that's what it is. That's why Matt Rule is saying it costs a lot of money to get a good quarterback out of the transfer portal.
6: Make no mistake that a, a good quarterback in the portal costs, you know, a million to a million five 000 to $2 million right now. So just, just, just on the same page, right? So um, <laughs> let's make sure we all understand what's happening. There's some teams that have six, six or $7 million players playing for them.
1: Whoa. Whoa. Most of the big-time college football programs with any modicum of success have huge budgets, and they make a ton of money. College football drives the bus. And I don't have a major issue with college players making enough money to pay expenses. I, I don't love NIL because, again, for me, it comes down to pay for play. It's a bidding war for quarterbacks. It's a bidding war for the top athletes. That's what it's turned into, and Matt Rule is saying there are teams that have six or seven million dollars per player. They've got athletes who are making, courtesy of NIL, which a lot of times comes down to boosters or who are rich, or donors who are rich, or companies. Sponsors, corporate partners of these schools that also have deep pockets. And they will say, we're paying you for your name. We're paying you for your image. We're paying you to use those things to help sell our products. But what it really does is get around the loophole for pay to play. And so Matt Rule confirms that. It costs a million to a million and a half to $2 million right now to get a good quarterback in the portal. And just so we're all on the same page, just so we understand what's actually happening, there are teams out there that have six or $7 million players on their roster. That blows me away. Am I the only one who thinks there is something inherently wrong? But also, how can college football remain competitive? If you've got some schools who can afford to pay 6 and $7 million for the best guys out there, it's it's going to tilt the playing field. It's After Hours, CBS Sports Radio.
0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more
6: details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.